The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue Bee Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show is going to feature an interview that I did with Syracuse cornerback Ifatu Melifonwu, a player who who could possibly have his name called late in the first day of the 2021 NFL Draft. Some uh, some mock drafts have uh, have Melifon going late in the first round. Some have him going day two, but uh, you know with the Giants perhaps looking at uh, at cornerback help in the draft. Um, if uh, if Melifon was there at forty two, perhaps he could be a consideration for the Giants in the second round or even the third round if he happens to fall that far. But uh, we'll get a chance to talk with the young man here in a, a couple of, of minutes. But first, I thought we should spend some time talking about Nate Solder. The uh, news broke late last week, uh, according to a report from Jordan Renan of, of ESPN, that Solder plans to play in 2021 after opting out of the 2020 season. And I thought that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about what will happen with Solder now that uh, now that he's decided to play. So I thought that that we would spend some time talking about the options and, and what I think might happen here. Um, you know, first and foremost, this obviously leaves the Giants with a decision to make. Solder has two years remaining on the four-year $62 million contract that the Giants signed him to the last year basically didn't count the contract told or rolled over for another year. So there's two years remaining on that deal uh, that he made uh, that he signed with the Giants. The Giants have to decide whether to keep that contract as is and more or less just welcome Solder back into the fold, you know, back onto the roster. Uh, they obviously have to decide whether to, whether to cut him to uh, to save money against the salary cap or perhaps restructure his contract or 
you know, rip up the contract that he that he has existing and perhaps sign him to a a, a less expensive deal. You know, basically giving him a pay cut. Um, the you know the, as it is right now, if the Giants cut or trade Solder prior to June first, they would sit. They would incur ten point five million dollars in dead cap money with six million in cap savings for the 2021 season and obviously in a year with the cap going down they could certainly use that money as they as they try to build a 2020 ro- or 2021 roster and try to uh, entice other free agents to uh, to come to New Jersey if they designate Solder as a post June 1 cut they incur only six and a half million in dead cap for the 2021 season. The other four million in dead cap would roll into 2022. Thus, for 2021, there would be a cap savings of ten million dollars. The caveat with that, of course, is designating him as a post June one cut means that that ten million dollars does not become available for the Giants until that time meaning that when free agency starts here in a couple of weeks, that $10 million would still be on the books for the Giants, would still count against their cap, and they would not be able to use that money to pursue other free agents. So, it's a you know so that's a balancing act and if you're going to what you you can save a little bit more money by making him a a post June 1 cut but you have to balance that against the the reality that that you can't use that money uh, when the the bulk of of the premier free agents would be available early in free agency. As it is, when you look at those three options, I see no way that the Giants are going to keep Solder as you know as is. No way that uh, that he would be back on his current contract. The Giants aren't going to carry him at a $16 million or so, $16.5 million cap hit. Just not going to happen. It's very, very possible that the Giants would cut Solder. Um, they could very easily you know, have, have decided at this point that, that they want to go forward with Andrew Thomas and Matt Pert, that perhaps Cam Fleming could be brought back as the swing tackle or as competition for Pert on the right at, at the right tackle spot. Or maybe they would bring in another veteran, use whatever money they that use the six and a half million that they can save, you know, on the salary cap this year to, to go out and try to find someone else. Um, you know, the, the any the other possibility of course is to restructure Solder's contract or to basically rip it up outright, give him a you know, if he would be willing to agree to a pay cut to remain with the Giants. I don't know if he would be. I don't know if the Giants would be willing to offer him, you know, such a deal. But I went looking for examples of of that happening. And Sammy Watkins, wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs a year ago, took a pay cut from around $13 million dollars to a base salary of seven million with incentives that brought his deal to to sixteen million, you know, in order to stay with Kansas City, you know, which was I think intending to to cut him, but Watkins wanted to stay there. The money was just prohibitive, and he wanted to stay there. 
the Chiefs kind of wanted to keep him, so they made it happen with a, with a new deal, less expensive deal, one that had a lot of incentives in it that offered Watkins an opportunity to, to make back a lot of that money that he had given up on the front end. I could see the Giants perhaps doing something like that with Nate Solder as, you know, he's a guy who played in New England for several years, was familiar to Joe Judge, the Giants head coach. Judge has respect for Solder. And if Solder wants to play, I I could perhaps see the Giants doing something like that to bring him back. We'll have to see over the next few weeks how this unfolds. But uh, one thing is clear to me, at least, I can't see a trade market for Nate Solder. I've seen some fans reference the idea of possibly trying to trade Solder. You know, first of all, a year and a half ago when Solder was playing for the Giants, there was no market for Solder at the trade deadline. It just didn't, you know, it it wasn't going to happen. There were no offers for, for Solder at that point in time. I can't see anyone being willing to take Solder's contract plus give up a draft pick, even a conditional seventh-round draft pick for a guy who didn't play last year, a guy who's 32, a guy who really struggled in the 2019 season, hasn't played right tackle since his rookie year. So I, I just don't see a market for Solder. I don't see any value you know, for, for other teams in terms of, of giving up you know, even even the conditional seventh round pick for Solder. So I just don't see trading him as a realistic option. The other thing I see Giants fans worrying about or talking about is the possibility that Solder could end up playing the left tackle spot or, you know, with, with Andrew Thomas moving to the right side. And again, that's another thing that I just don't see. The Giants used the fourth overall pick on Andrew Thomas. They've already moved him to left tackle. The only possible starting role I see for Nate Solder, provided that Andrew Thomas is healthy, would be at right tackle, where I could see them allowing Solder and Matt Pert to compete on the right side, which would be a big adjustment for Solder, of course, since it's been a long time since he's played there. But I could see them allowing him to compete there. If he loses that job to Matt Pert, Solder could fill the role of veteran swing tackle. Uh, that is a very, very important role on a football team, to be honest with you. you know, based, When injuries do happen, it's really, really imperative that you have players who are capable of stepping in, especially on short notice, especially without a lot of reps, without a lot of practice, Solder could fill that role. I'm sure he would be a good presence in the Giants locker room, no matter what his role would be. So that's what I would see for Solder if the Giants were to bring him back. They're not going to to move Andrew Thomas for Nate Solder at this point in in Solder's career or Thomas's career. That simply makes no sense whatsoever. Anyway, Giants fans, let's do this now. Let's take a break for a word from our sponsors at SB Nation. When we come back, I will be playing an interview that I did with Afatu Melifonwu, Syracuse cornerback. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great. 
but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, Giants fans, we're back here on the Valentine's Views podcast, and I am joined by a special guest, Ifatu Melanfanwu of Syracuse University, cornerback who's uh, looking forward to the uh, the 2021 NFL draft. Ifatu, thank you very, very much for uh, spending some time with me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, so I've got to ask you. You just came through the uh, you just came through the Senior Bowl experience a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I had talked to Jim Nagy about that experience for you know for all of you guys. How valuable did did you find that whole experience? Uh, you know, in terms of of getting to meet teams, getting to know some of the, you know, some of the GMs, maybe some of the scouts, some of those decision makers. I don't know. I think it was real valuable, and I feel like we, the guys at the Senior Bowl, kind of got a head start and a little advantage to, um, well, first and foremost, the scouts and GMs and stuff seeing us on the field and actually playing and then getting a chance to actually meet them in person because I know, you know, the other the people that um, didn't go to the Senior Bowl are just doing Zooms and stuff like that. So we actually got to meet people face-to-face. Are you a little disappointed, you know, that there that there isn't a combine, that it's not, you know, kind of a traditional off season the way you know prospects in the past have have uh, have had the, the lead up to the draft? Um, yeah, a little bit because I I feel like I would have uh, performed very well at the combine and it would be a, like a good uh, main stage and I feel like you know when there's a lot of people there and dudes are like competing against it's more adrenaline and things like that. Uh, more competition I feel like um, so I'm a little disappointed in that but you when is your uh, when is your your pro day for Syracuse so my pro day it's not fully determined yet but they're looking at March 19th mm-hmm. but it's not um, set in stone so but that'll be that'll really be your your only other opportunity to get in front of of people and and show any skills and and haven't put any measurables on uh uh, you know, on paper for you, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. So I have to ask this whole process, 
your brother went through this a few years ago and yeah. you know, he put up, I was looking at him today and he, he put up crazy, crazy numbers at, at the combine got drafted in the second round. Um, you know, has, has played a little bit, but maybe his career hasn't, hasn't worked out maybe the way that, that he might've hoped to this point. Um, uh, what, what lessons maybe have you learned, you know, from, from talking to your brother or from watching his career in the NFL? Um, I've learned, I feel like I've learned a lot. I've learned, you know, don't take anything for granted. Uh, it could get taken away from you just like that. You know, he had some injuries and required surgery. So that's why he's been kind of, um, bounce around with different teams, but just to, uh, enjoy the process, you know, you know, don't be too nervous, but just, you know, take everything in and, and enjoy it while while I'm in it. And like I said before, just don't don't take it for granted. Right. And maybe that the uh, you know the, the numbers is also part of it. Maybe that that the numbers that the measurables and all that it, it's important, but it's not maybe the uh, the most important part of the process. Um, I feel like yeah, it's definitely. I feel like it's definitely important and the play it does play a huge factor, but I feel like the most important thing is, you know, what, what you put on tape and your, you know, your tape throughout the season and senior bowl and things like that. And I have to ask you, I mean, this obviously for you guys, you know, 2020 was a weird, weird season and obviously things didn't go well on the field for Syracuse. You're talking about, you know, maybe with, you know, thinking ahead to, to the NFL and, and, and thinking about putting, you know, good tape out there for, for NFL teams to look at. Was it difficult for you at all, maybe to, at, at times to, to stay focused and, 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 you know, kind of keep your eye on the prize, you know, with, with, you know, with your team struggling as much as it did this year? No, nah, it actually it actually wasn't it wasn't difficult to stay focused and motivated because I, we were struggling, but I feel like if I'm unmotivated and I'm not on top of my game, that that only hurts us even more. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like my it's my responsibility to give it my all and um and, you know and play well to give us a better chance of winning. So I feel like motivation and and um concentration and focus was never never really a problem even though we were struggling right and I, and I have to ask you you have two Syracuse teammates in the yeah. secondary who are also you know hoping and, and you know could could easily you know hear their names called in the draft I have you know I'm talking about uh you know Andre Cisco and, and Trill Williams, who both in the secondary with you this past year. I have to ask: Have you guys got a little friendly side bet on who goes first in the draft? No, we actually don't. We actually oh, come don't. on! We, well, no, we, we really don't. We don't. But we have to. Um, now that you mentioned that, we might have to uh, do something. We might have to put something together. <laughs> tell me tell 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 me why tell me why you're going to be the first one to go <laughs> i'm why well, i'm gonna be the first one to go um that's a good question well i feel like we we all play different positions so um but i feel like 
I have the ability to play multiple positions. Not saying they don't, but I'm just saying I feel like I have the uh, ability to play multiple positions. And I'm um, and at the position I play now, um, you know, uh, I have the size. Like I have size, athletic ability, um, physical, physicality, making tackles and everything. So I feel like I don't know. Maybe that maybe that would be a reason. Yeah, it, it's kind of a, a strange way for me to ask you kind of for a scouting report on yourself. Let me ask, let me kind of ask you a different way. Giants defensive yeah. coordinator Patrick Graham. A couple times this year, you know, the Giants went through a lot of guys at the uh, the second cornerback spot opposite James Bradbury. They had kind of a revolving door. I think they started maybe four, maybe five different guys at that spot this year. And, and we asked him a couple times, you know, coach, you know, what is it that you really want in a cornerback? And and he said the things that he wants, he wants guys that are long. He wants guys who can run. He wants guys who are tough and he wants guys who are willing to tackle. Tell me, tell me if that fits the description of, of, of what you think of, of your own game. I feel like that, that fits my description perfectly. Guys, you know, guys that are long, I'm 6'3". Guys that, that can run, I feel like I can run. I can definitely run with anybody. Definitely run. I feel like I could definitely run with anybody. And then physicality and willing tackler, I've I definitely shown that on tape. So I feel like I all those boxes. Cool, cool. So, so let me ask you this. Um, you know, circling back to to the Senior Bowl a little bit, uh, we talked about that experience for you. But you know, I always find that that guys, players know who the other players are. They know who the real the real top dogs are, who the best guys are. You know, you had to go up against all of those receivers at the Senior Bowl and the one on one drills and in the game and all of that. Who are the guys that, that you had to cover, you know, during the senior bowl week that, that you, you came away and you thought, man, this this kid can play. This kid's gonna be good, you know, in, in the NFL. I mean, yeah. are, are there a couple guys that really stood out to you? Yeah, no, there's definitely a, there's definitely a couple guys um on my team, even even on the other team as well. Um, you know, Kadarius Tony from Florida. I feel like, honestly, all the receivers was really good, but Kadarius Tony, um, Trayvon Grass in Florida as well. Um, going on the other team, uh, Des Fitzpatrick, Demetric Felton, Dwayne, um, Dwayne Eskridge as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eskridge is a guy that that I I don't know a whole lot about, but uh, yeah. I I need to study him some more. I think. I'm actually training with training with him right now. Those last three I said I'm I'm training with all those three, uh Eskridge, Felton, and uh Des Fitzpatrick. Where are you guys training? In Tampa at Yo Murphy Performance. Nice. Nice. So it was a nice day up here in uh in upstate New York today. but uh, but I'm sure it's a little nicer down down in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely no, it's definitely good weather up here or there down you- here. There, there you go. Um, so I wanted to ask you, I haven't 
watched a whole lot. I've watched some, you know, but I haven't, I haven't seen every game. I haven't seen all of, of your, of your film from Syracuse. When you think back on, on your time at Syracuse, can you, is there one play that you made maybe that stands out? That's like, you know, that's your favorite play or your best play or a real highlight, you know, for you. Um, Oh, now that you said that, like a couple, a couple, um, there's a couple in my head right now. I'll say, I feel like the Wake Wake Forest interception. I don't know. I like I like that play a lot. I like that play a lot because it was on it was on in the red zone. It was like on the ten yard line or five yard line or something like that. And they had they had a combination that. They love to do, they love to do, and it, it worked a lot. Like it's, it's a good combination for a red zone. Um, so that that's up there. Mm, Twenty eighteen UNC is up there too. Fourth quarter, we actually had a, like a play call mix up. Um, it was like the last couple seconds. Um, people, some some dudes in the secondary thought our well one coach signaled vi- uh, victory, which is like prevent. And then another coach signaled uh, Tampa two cover two, but so I was playing cover two, and the rest was were playing like in the end zone. So once I noticed that, once I noticed that, I kind of just I tried to reroute my receiver, and then I just ran with them because there was no one there. And then I I ended up uh, jumping and, and tipping up a ball just barely, and they didn't get. I want to say it was like either third or fourth down. Nice, nice. So. You guys, you're training in. Uh, you said you're training in Tampa. So, how long is that? You're going to train right up, right up until the draft, or uh, how's that? How's that going to work? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be training up here right up uh, until the pro day. Obviously, um, I'll probably, I don't know. After the pro day, I might, you know, I might go home see family a little bit for a couple of days. Then I'll probably come. Honestly, yeah, I'll probably come back up here mm-hmm. and be up here. For a little bit um up until the draft yeah mm-hmm. or at least until april like right. mid-april mm-hmm. yep so so by up here you, you're are down here sorry you're, uh, you're in tampa right in tampa okay yeah it's <laughs> whichever way it is <laughs> one way or the one way or the other it's still it's still a little nicer than a little nicer than than, than being in syracuse so yeah yeah, goodness knows I've driven that I've driven I've driven that throughway from Albany to Albany to Buffalo enough times. I don't uh I I I'd rather be in Florida myself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I really appreciate your uh spending a few minutes with me. Good luck with your training. Good luck with the uh with the draft. Hopefully you hear your name called pretty early. And uh, if you if you land in in New York with uh, Patrick Graham and Joe Judge and the Giants, uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to actually talk to you in person. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I thank you. I appreciate you for having me on the show. Hey, no problem. Appreciate you uh, spending a few minutes. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. All right, Giants fans, our thanks to Ifatu Melifanwu for spending some time with us. Good luck to the young man in the upcoming NFL draft. As always, we thank you for listening. Please stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.